Welcome to Con Expo Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is Con Expo Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley, and we have a great show in store for you today, and we're going to be talking all about forecasting in the future of construction. But first, I want to remind you to subscribe to our 365 e-newsletter, and this can help you stay up to date on the technology and trends impacting construction. But let me tell you what we have today. On today's show, we're going to be talking all about forecasting for the future of construction and how lean and last planning factor in. Lean construction first began, I'd say, roughly 20 years ago, and it developed out of the need for principles and actually practices for design and management. And at that time, there was a big need to improve worker productivity. And if you think about it, it became apparent that traditional project management practices weren't working. Enter lean construction and last planner system. This provides a foundation for a new way of project management. And this can actually help create a more predictable workflows. And as workflows become more predictable, sites can become better organized with fewer, I think, bottlenecks. So today we're going to talk all about lean construction, last planner system, and how to forecast for the future of construction. And as always, we have a great guest lined up, someone who can help us kind of sort through some of the key details about lean construction and so much more. So please welcome Michael Carr. He's the president of Mocha Software Products Division, TouchPlan, and the co-founder of Mocha. Michael, thank you for joining me today. Peggy, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, Michael, let's really talk about lean, but I think even more importantly, let's talk about the Lean Construction Institute's last planner system, because I think there's a lot of information there, and I think we've got a lot to talk about. So let's start with those two kind of things right there. Sure, sure. I mean, the the whole lean concept or lean construction kind of spins out of, uh, of the larger Lean initiatives that are that are out there, and, and uh, I think you can you can trace it through all the way back to the Toyota uh, production uh, system the, the the that they put together. And, We're talking uh, about lean just, con- just to it's, sorry to interrupt you, but you're saying back yeah. like in the manufacturing, just in time delivery, Absolutely. and what we're talking about reducing waste. I mean, that's what you're actually referring to, correct? Correct, correct. That's 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 exactly right. So the whole that whole initiative to reduce waste, improve efficiency. Uh, it, it, it draws its roots way back to, to that, to, to, to manufacturing in that, that space. Um, but, but construction is a little bit different, obviously. We, we've got, um, a lot of, uh, uh, pretty, pretty much everything that's built is built once. And so the, you don't have the benefit of some of the repetition and all the, all those other things. And so it was, uh, the Lean Construction Institute kind of came into being bringing some of those concepts and those ideas to the construction space, but recognizing that what we, we have a slightly different environment, slightly different animal, um, and, and, uh, and kind of modified some of the thinking there, uh, to apply it to make it sense, make more sense for construction. And then the last planner system is a, is a, an approach to do some of, to bring some of that lean thinking, if you will, uh, into, into construction. A, a, the you know the, the the high level is is improving the efficiencies eliminating waste but when you bring the last planner in it's kind of a, a methodology to do that so if you follow this approach you're going to actually find that your projects become more efficient the the teams 
uh, work more effectively, get things done um, on, on time more frequently, and there's less waste in the whole system. So that's kind of the subtle difference. Last Planner is kind of a technique, and it's one of the many tools, if you will, within, within lean construction to, to, to improve efficiency and eliminate waste. So if I kind of hear you it, it, kind of reading, listening between the lines, so to speak, you're kind of talking about measuring progress and actually re- remedying those issues along the way and what the Lean Construction Institute is trying to do. Because I think if I look at the differences be- between what Toyota da- did or the manufacturing side of things, you know, we have all that just-in-time delivery, a lot of re- repetition. In construction, I think what we're doing is we're trying to know where the team is at every stage of this project, you know, progress tracking and so execute productivity really perfectly, you know, because it's a one time, you're not repeating those steps in a project. So that's what I'm kind of hearing you say a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's definitely a whole notion of tracking and understanding how we're doing and then, and then kind of figuring out, well, can we do something a little bit better and, and learning from it and repeating and, and kind of keep you know, keep that plan, do, check, act cycle going. Um, and so that's definitely a big, a big, a big piece of this. The other, the other side of this, and, and uh, I think it, it also, it also is in uh, manufacturing the Toyota, um, the Toyota way, if you will, uh, is empowering people. Um, and, and, and recognizing that the people that are on the front lines have the best information at hand to make the, the best decisions. And so if you empower those people, um, to, to do that, then you're going to get better results. And, um, and so that's a big facet, if you will, of the last planner system where the whole idea, the reason why they call it last planner is because it's the, the people who actually do the work are the last ones to quote unquote plan, uh, what they're going to do. Um, so, uh, it's, a, it's about empowering those folks, getting them to put together their plan collaboratively. Uh, when it's their plan, not only does it have the, that best thinking, but it also has their buy-in. It's my plan. I'm, of course I'm gonna hit it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm part of this. I'm, you know, it's not, it's not to come down from on high. So accountability goes up, and we, and, and you have, uh, just an improved execution that, that results from that, and when things, finish when they're supposed to that means the people following me so so to speak can get in when they're supposed to and 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 things start when they're supposed to and that whole cycle just improves the the overall process so you're talking about really best practices and kind of course correcting decisions you know eliminating those problems proactively instead of reactively is really what i'm kind of hearing you say a little bit Absolutely, absolutely. The whole the whole idea is the the team works together to figure out a, a solution that um, has their best thinking and, and their their ideas in, in mind. But then as they as they execute it, they're tracking to see well how are we doing? Did we actually do what we said we were going to do? If we didn't, they start diving into well why? What happened? They they call in at the five whys. Just keep asking why, 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 why until you get to the root cause. And then you take that and you say, well, is that, is that condition or that situation, that thing that, that, that impacted us, is that going to happen again on this project? And it might, it might very well. I mean, you know, we, we might be on the first floor and we've got 10 other floors and this very same thing is going to happen on the other nine. And at, at that instance, the, the idea is, well, the team should take that, learn from it and, and modify their plan for the remaining nine floors to accommodate what they've just learned. And over time, the, 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 the plan, if you will, Kind of gets better and better as they go. So it's not like a static plan that you you do it once. They're constantly replanning, taking lessons learned and applying it going forward. So as you look at that, I'm assuming what you're talking about is you've got better time productivity. You know, you're 
better safety, you know, you're, you're reducing costs and all of those things. But what are we seeing now? Because I would think that from this, you're looking at some real progress being made from what would be traditional planning methods, right? I, I assume that's what this all is leading to. So are there some real trends that are coming out of this now? Absolutely. I mean, the, a lot of, a lot of work has gone into trying to understand when this is going well, what, what can we expect when people are working together? What, what kind of results can we, can we see? And for the most part, we're seeing, uh, massive, uh, improvements in, in, uh, in productivity. Well, it's more like the, the productivity of the job. The, the, the project itself, its duration, uh, reduces. Sometimes 20, 25%. Um, we've got some, some customers working with, with what we're doing, uh, some of our software, and they're, they're seeing, you know, a 35 week project, uh, get shaved down to, to 30 weeks. All because the team is collaborating, working together, and, and, and putting a better solution, uh, together, and they're executing on it. So there's some real, there's some real savings, and it really drives the, behind the, the why of what we're doing. We see this as a, as a vehicle for improving that overall efficiency in in the industry and improving our you know, our productivity and it it seems like low hanging fruit from the standpoint that it it works it's proven to work the challenge that teams have is is there's a bit of a behavior change a bit of a uh, you have to think about your project a little bit differently than than the traditional kind of uh, top down command and control approach um, but once you get your head around that and if everybody's bought in you can really see some huge uh, huge improvements on your projects when you're talking about things like duration of 25%, you know, and getting that command and control that you just said, I mean, you've got to see people saying they want to adapt and the flexibility towards improvement just makes common sense. But how do you get those people to change mindsets? But I mean, I know it might be hard, but you're firing on all cylinders here and saying, look, when you see improvements that can be made, you, you, people have to adapt and they've got to see that efficiency and be more proactive because that, that group that's fighting and is resistant to change is, is just got to see, I've got to change because look at what's going to be forward thinking is just changing so much for the good of the company. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think, I think there was a time and it wasn't, wasn't probably not even that long ago where you could maybe turn a, a bit of a blind eye to it and say, well, that's a fad. That idea. That's that, that that that's not that's not mainstream. And so I'm I'm still kind of I'm still kind of in the majority here, doing it the old-fashioned way, if you will. Um, if you really didn't want to change, but but uh, more and more, it's becoming less mainstream. Uh, and and you go from you, you know, certainly most general contractors that we're talking with, um, you know, they're telling their owners, hey, we we've adopted this whole lean uh, approach to thinking about your projects. You should hire us because we're we're kind of pushing the envelope there, and, and so it's become it's become a, a, a selling feature, if you will, uh, at the top level to get to get more work, and they recognize it. Not only that that it gets more work, but that they actually can execute more efficiently. So it's starting to it's starting to become a little bit more mainstream. Um, I think people are still struggling to to make it to make it work, and and you know that that's part and parcel of what's going on. But what the story I like to tell folks when when they ask me, well. How do I how do I convince people to to change? I say, look, we we know intrinsically that teams win championships. It's it's we always say it. It's the the team. It's the best team will get there. It's it's not a bunch of you know top individuals. Yeah, they can carry they can carry you a little ways, but usually it's the team that wins. 
And people nod their heads up and down and say, yeah, that, that makes sense. And then I bring one other analogy. I say, have you ever been on a job or heard of a job that was just gone, just went completely south? I mean, completely uh, messed up. And, and what did they do? What did that, what did that project team do when that occurred? And, you know, inevitably they, they'll, they'll, they, they basically throw everything out the window and say, let's get everybody in a room and let's figure this out. What are they doing? They're collaborating. They're, they're actually, they're actually defaulting to, you know, we've tried, we, we gotta actually do this thing. And you default to teamwork. Um, so we, we know it. We know it, it, it's, we know it to be true. It's just, it's scary. Uh, to do something that's a little bit different than what you're used to doing. And I think that's what we're up against. So what you just described is when the team is working as a unit cohesively, that collaboration versus that adversarial way, that's when the best quality value comes out and can be achieved. That's what you just described. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. When, when, when people recognize that, gee, I, I, what I do, the decisions I make and, and the actions I take influence not only uh, this project and not only my, my success, but also influence the success of others. When you get to that realization that you can actually make uh, the people you're working with, you make their lives easier, and they can do the same for you, um, and everybody's on board with doing that, then suddenly everybody benefits. Because now it's not like it's not all on one person. It's not all on me to make us successful for my, for, for my little piece of this project from, from my home office. I'm, I've, got, I've got a whole bunch of allies working with me. And we're all working together because I'm helping them and they're helping me. And, and we can, we can just, we can, we can execute more efficiently. And once they go through that and experience it, it's like no turning back. We always want to do it this way. Oh. It doesn't so. sound like this is for any large company, a medium sizes, small. It sounds like all size companies can adopt this thinking. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That, 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 that is, that is the case. What we're finding is, when it's when it's a smaller environment with fewer fewer stakeholders fewer people involved it's it's maybe a bit easier to do it's easier to do maybe with you know analog approaches or sticky notes or whatever but when it gets when you have more stakeholders more people involved it's 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 more complex because there's a lot of moving parts and and keeping track of who said they're going to do what when uh in an environment where it's very flexible where you can kind of replan quickly it's difficult, and so I think that's partly been a bit of the problem that that folks have, 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 who have been trying to implement the last planner uh, ran into is that it, it, the 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 level of effort to actually implement or, or to keep track of you know all the commitments has been a challenge you know up until up until very recently. So with that kind of coming out of getting out of the way, it's becoming a little bit you know less of a barrier and folks can folks can do this but yeah any any project size any type of project really could benefit from working together <laughs> so do you see actually the obstacles are the larger companies and it it needs to be a top down way of thinking to make it work you know kind of going back to what GE did you know years ago when you know, Welch was in charge, you know, he had to make everybody be black belts, right? You know, that kind of right. thinking, you know, do we need that in a large corporation to make lean work? You got to have that kind of thinking to get people to be behind this, you know, for those large corporations, is that kind of what has to happen in order for people to really understand lean? I think it's really uh, a, a two-pronged, a two-pronged approach. We see it at, at both, le- uh, both the project level and at the, uh, you know, the home office, the C, the C level. You need that. You need the upper management support uh, for, for, for this because it is a change and it is a departure and things, you know, when you're trying something new, you, you might stumble a little bit and people don't want to, uh, 
you know, stumble and, 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 and then get, get, take heat from, from their boss, if you will, while they're learning. So having that top level support is, is very important. And, and when we, when we're working with teams, we, we do want to reach out to that level and make sure that, that our project teams have it. But the same, at the same level, at the same token, at the project level, the, the people actually doing this process, they need to be kind of bought into it too. They need to understand that they get real value out of it. They need to see that. And they they also need to start they build a bit of a rapport and a trust with one another that, hey, we're working, we're in this together. Um, and, and so you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people involved. And I, I would say it's not, it's not just, you know, top brass that can push this down. And it's certainly not just the, the project teams that can do this on their own. Um, you need, you need a buy-in from both, from both levels, frankly. Do you think what's happening and maybe driving some interest again and, and sparking, you know, some real excitement in lean construction has to be leveraging that prefabrication of components, like we're saying offsite construction, like bathrooms, pre-wired lighting fixtures, even wall components, a whole host of things. Is that really, you know, igniting lean again right now? I think there's, I think that's definitely a factor that's, that's part of this. I mean, the whole idea is, is driving to that efficiency and, and, um, people recognize that if we, if we can do something in a more of a controlled environment in kind of a manufacturing environment, um, and, and, uh, and then bring that to the field, there's going to be some efficiencies and some improvements there. So that, that's certainly part of it. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of, uh, initiative right now trying to figure out, well, what can we do to improve uh, productivity in construction. I mean, we're running into uh, multiple, uh, issues as an industry. There's a, there's a, there's a shortage of people going to the trade. So there's a, there's a pending labor shortage. There, there's a, there's a, our, our buildings aren't getting less complicated. They're getting more complicated. It's not just buildings, our infrastructure, everything. Um, th- there's, there's a lot of, uh, of moving parts. Uh, the demand, uh, that, that the, the recipients of our, of what we build. Um, their expectations of what we should be able to do have, have increased because we're all carrying these smartphones in our pockets and that we're all, you know, we're all kind of connected and, and things are, I mean, heck, we do groceries with Amazon for crying out loud. I, I can you know, put something in it, it shows up on my door the next day. We're, we're very much in this mode of just in time and things should work like efficiently. And then construction, if it's not doing the same, people are asking, well, what's going on? Why is that industry so backwards? So there's a lot of pressure on the industry to kind of, do these things and i think that's all coming that's all part and parcel of what's driving driving this uh, certainly the you know the the, the prefab is a, is a is a facet is an aspect of it as well but i think the larger issue is how do we get more efficient as an industry um that's really what's driving it so what success stories what companies are harnessing the real value of this right now you know when we talk about lean we talk about the lean construction institute's last planner system Who's really shining? And you say these companies are experiencing real success. They're seeing higher quality work. They're seeing real profitability. They're seeing bottom line results, less waste. Who's doing it? Yeah, I, I, there's, a, there's a whole host of, of companies. I think a, a lot of the general contractors right now are, are, are kind of buying into it. They're at various stages of, of you know their their adoption. Some are further along than others. I think the, the 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 ones that are the quote unquote members, if you will, of of the uh, LCI uh, community, um, they're kind of putting their putting out there that hey, we're we're pushing the envelope here. We're trying to do it. What we're finding is there's always pockets within organizations that do it better than others. Um, it's just it's just one of those things where it's still not it's still not 
uh, codified and ingrained in everything we do. So um, some project teams will have more success than others, and it's, not, it's less a function of which company I'm with and, and more a function of the, the you know, Team I'm on and and the, the immediate leadership around me, um, but that but that being said, there are obviously some folks that are that are kind of pushing the envelope, um, you know, and and the general general contractors are are certainly uh, catching on to that. Um, I can I can kind of name a few names. I think there's some that would 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 be uh, pushing the envelope in in terms of um, not just the last planner system, but lean thinking in, in general. You know, one that comes to mind uh, is Iskender. They're an outfit out of uh, out of um, Chicago. They're not only doing the Lash Planner. They've gone into some of that prefabricated uh, idea as well. I think they've actually acquired um, the ability to prefabricate some of their own stuff. And they've done. Uh, they've they also acquired some a design component, so they're doing some of the design build. So they're really trying to 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 bring a whole bunch together. And you know, they're not the only company out there that's, that's pushing the envelope here. Um, but they're, they they come to mind immediately um, just because they're they're trying new things. Um, there's there's leaders and then there's uh, there's the ones that are not too far behind following. And um, Skender, in my mind, falls in that that leader camp. There there are others too. Um, anybody who's working with the healthcare industry, you pretty much need to be a you need to be all over this because the demand that that healthcare owners have is uh, is pretty high in terms of being lean and being efficient. They've they've gone through that whole uh, initiative themselves in terms of making their hospitals and their healthcare facilities run lean. So they want their builders to build lean as well. So, so let's be clear for this, Michael. You know, we want to talk about quantifiable things. If I'm, I'm a, a construction company, I'm looking at this. Are we trying to look at percentages like saying, I'm going to get, you know, 15% efficiency on lost in, in waiting for materials or 20% efficiency in, you know, inefficient systems or, you know, I'm going to improve my safety by 20% or I'm going to improve my scheduling by another 10%. Are these the kind of things lean is actually leading to? I mean, so when you see those percentages, you say at the end of the day, that's going to actually increase my bottom line results, productivity, you know, because we're talking about thin margins. Is this what we're talking about? This is now somebody listening says, okay, now I get it. Is that what we're really ultimately going to then achieve yeah I think we're, we're moving in that direction uh, obviously you, you mentioned the, at the onset that we're, we're able to, to measure more and we're, we're capturing more information and, and and that's a big part of this so not only do we are we following processes and, and ideas that that basically drive efficiency into the system but we're also starting to track how, how how efficient how efficient are we are we getting are we getting better I mean if we started off with a uh, you know, a, 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 an overall duration of, of X, X number of months, they, they say 12 months and we got it down to, to 10 months. Um, are we, you know, we need to keep track of that, but not only the big numbers, but well, how do we do that? What, what, what exactly happened? Are we, do we, have we seen the commitments, the, 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 the last planner folks like, like, like talking about the PPC or percent promises complete or percent plans complete. They're basically commitments. Are we seeing a rise in, in our ability to meet our commitments to one another? And is that correlating to, uh, improvements in, in the overall execution? Um, additionally, you know, as we, as this evolves, we're able to actually capture more information. So right now, uh, when you're putting together, you know, your, your, your work in the, on a, in the last plan, you're, we're capturing a handful of, of things. What, what are you doing? Who's doing it? How, how long are they taking? 
uh, what what needs to happen before it. But we, there's no reason why we can't capture other things like uh, what's the uh, what's the exposure to dangerous condition that this activity brings or that this activity poses. Um, what 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 kind of material uh, materials uh, do we need to do this? Like in terms of actual quantities. Uh, how many linear feet of drywall or, or uh, yards of concrete or what have you are associated with ta- with this task and as you as you uh, execute and you're updating your progress on these individual tasks anything that you've tagged to them uh, you also get a real-time uh, analysis of what happened there and so you could you could see that hey when we plan this job we expected you know so many so many hours of time where, where people were going to be exposed to a, uh, a fall from a height condition, right? I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's a, a, a factor. And when we actually executed it, we found that we were, um, the amount of time we had people exposed to height actually was 10% less when we actually executed this thing. Um, and, and that, that's attributed to the fact that we planned it together and we, and we figured out ways to keep people out of that, uh, that dangerous condition um, a little bit uh, a little bit more so so we're moving down the path of being able to capture a lot more of this information and 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 then really identify well what are the benefits at that level uh, right now it's it's a little bit higher level um, mainly because we've been you know focused on doing doing analog um, with the post-it notes on the wall and that sort of thing but with with software and technology coming into play and capturing things at that level we're able to do a little bit more with the data. So when we look like reducing, you know, waste and increasing our return on investment and we want to improve our quality of our workers and, and all the things that we're talking about, lean construction is something that if you've been sitting on the sidelines, you're really missing out is what you're really saying right now. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely the way of the future. There's there's no doubt in my mind that that we're moving in this in this uh direction. And yeah, it's, it's time to get on board. Otherwise you, you will find that you're overtaken. It's just, it's just the, the, the nature of what this thing is. It's that, it's that powerful. Um, and it's becoming more so as more and more people start, uh, understanding what they can do with it and, and then bringing, uh, different thoughts about, uh, what, what else we can bring to this system and improve upon it. Um, yeah, it's not going away. Well, I have to tell you, Michael, I really enjoyed your time with us today. So Michael Carr, president of Mocha's Software Products Division, TouchPlan, and co-founder of Mocha, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Peggy. It was great. Great fun. All right. We appreciate it. All right. As you've seen here today, lean methods really can help better manage a project. And it was interesting because it can help you uh, reduce time and improve schedule. And what I enjoyed the most is what I've learned is that it'll enable construction companies to build more complex projects, actually in a shorter amount of time. And the last planner system is one way to guide workers to do this. And it can encourage you as construction companies to work together in a more transparent and I think a collaborative way. So it'll ultimately improve all your productivity, safety, and save costs. Well, this is all the time we have. We hope you'll join us next time as we dig deeper into how construction is changing and how you can plan for the future today. Before we go, I want to remind you to stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry by subscribing to our 365 e-newsletter. You can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. And as always, I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Thank you for tuning in to Conexpo Conag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers.